Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I hope everyone's well. Uh, it's a great pleasure this particular week because we have an amazing guest this week, uh, someone that I had the opportunity to get to study from and now actually get to chat with. Um, she is the one and only Jill Valenti. All right. Allow me to do a quick introduction. Okay, I'm not going to do you justice on the introduction, uh, but uh, if I were to have the opportunity, I would not want to introduce you because uh, I would not do justice. So how about I pass uh, the question to you and I'll let you introduce yourself in the most elegant way that mummies and daddies would love to hear with. Is that okay, Jill? <laughs> That's fine, Webster. No pressure at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I want everyone out there, parents and families to know is that I'm a parenting coach and educator and I have been leading parenting workshops and parent support groups and helping parents and families for over a decade. I have a international uh, private uh, coaching practice and I've worked with three-year-olds up to young adult children who are estranged from their parents. And my mission is to help families and parents do a better job of taking care of those they care about. That's right. That's right. And and for most of the viewers and for some people that are like first time watching the show, uh, allow me to just give a quick introduction. Now, the particular uh, show, the reason why we do this uh, recordings is because so many of times uh, parents find resources to help their kids. And when I mean help their kids, it's something that the kids can utilize straight away. Getting tutors, getting teachers, getting materials for their kids. But so little resources and help and support goes to the mummies and daddies themselves. Uh, from the day the child was born, everything has been focused for the kids and very little for the mummies and daddies. And that's the reason why we're doing this recording right here. We're doing all this work to effort to hopefully get to support and give some extra gems for mummies and daddies out there. Because every little thing counts. Because we believe, I truly believe that if mummies and daddies are well taken care of, their children will be well taken care of as well. Would you agree, Jill? Ah. Uh. 100%. You know that old expression, uh, mama ain't um, if mama ain't happy, nobody in the family's happy. And during <laughs> these times with the coronavirus mm -hmm. pandemic, oh, talk about every little thing. Sometimes the smallest tweaks, the smallest changes for parents in how they communicate and how they uh, model behavior and how they problem solve mm. can make big differences mm. for our families who are, you know, um, staying safe at home. But uh, there's a situation now where moms and dads are spending hours together and trying to figure out what's my territory when I'm Zooming with, you know, work and, and, you, and your work. Where in the house are we doing this? Where are the kids online? Suddenly they're unintentionally having to homeschool their kids. It's just a lot piling up on their shoulders right now. That's so true. And, and the, the, what makes it worse is even without the pandemic currently f forcing everyone to stay at home, um, parents had a lot on their hands already. There's a lot to work with. Um, having work to manage, having the relationship with their spouse to manage, having to be able to take care of their children to manage, all those things are just a lot to bear. And now with the additional COVID-19, it's not helping. And, and that's... <laughs> 
it's, it's definitely a lot of stressful. I've been getting a lot of messages, a lot of private messages asking what could they do? What is, what is something that they can do to kind of like reduce the issue? Because some of them even ask, it's like, would you like to have my child? I'll donate them to you. Um, it's, they're just going towards their ends with. So in, in a way, I, I hope that what we can share today, right, we'll be focusing on um, a few tips that maybe mummies and daddies out there can, can experiment and test it out. Even if they have young kids, uh, young children or even young teenagers uh, because they are different. No one child is the same. And the important thing is, right, I, I noticed this particular pattern. It doesn't matter whether you're spending 100% of the time at home with them or even if you only have 10 seconds with them or 10 minutes with them. Uh, if you have some fundamentals done properly, if you have a relationship set up properly, things go smoother. Because I know of certain families that even though they might have all the resources, all the money in the world, but because of lacking of a few things, it's not cool. But I also notice of certain families that they may not be the richest people on the block. They may not have everything on earth, but because they understand some fundamentals, especially from the parents with the children, they are able to work together. Of course, I'm not saying that they're perfect. I don't think that, you know, no one's perfect. But the beautiful thing is, right, they find a, <laughs> no. they find a way to, to gel together. They find a way to not uh, get in each other's way, but actually support each other, especially in times like this. And I hope we can discuss about that. What, what do you think is that, that magic sauce or that, that pattern that helps families really get and bond together? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this question. Um, I believe that there is real power in being able to listen respectfully to one another. Mm. And that is for kids and parents alike mm. so that they can actually hear what are your needs? Not necessarily all your wants, but what are your needs currently? Mm. And how can we go about getting you what you need so that you, for the kids, maybe don't have to act out, but it's equally true for the parents so that you don't have to act out right now. Being mutually respectful and communicating with one another can build up trust if it feels safe to communicate assertively, uh, then kids can really step up to, even three-year-olds, up to young adults and, and teenagers and everything in between. Mm. They can step up and be ever more responsible because they feel safe to communicate about, hey, mom, I really can't do online school all day, for example, let's say your seven-year-old son tells you, and then jump right into some, you know, online homework. I need a break. I need to really let off some energy. Let's say you've got a kid that's a force of nature, and <laughs> as always, you know, just more energy than you know what to do with. Then set up like, you know, with that blue painter's tape or masking tape, set up an outrageous obstacle course using that tape throughout the house for them to get through, you know, stack mm -hmm. up pillows, turn chairs over, give them a way to expend that energy because they're telling you what they need mm -hmm. to then be able to go and sit in front of a computer and do their homework. Right. That's so that's so powerful because uh, you, you, you actually hit something on the nail because um, telling the children or to try to communicate, telling what they need, not just what they want. Um, telling what they want is something like, mommy, I want this, mommy, I want that. But telling them what they need is sometimes not verbal. Sometimes it's not by uh, simple conversations like, mommy, I have a lot of energy. I need to burn it out. 
theirs will be so fundamental. They'll be like, mom, I don't want to do my homework. Mom, I, I, I'm tired of watching uh, the classes. I need something else. Or, or, that's how they would say. And, and in a very interesting way, it's really of how well you listen. I think that's something that's very powerful. And I think a lot of people, it doesn't matter uh, how professional they are, the ability to listen is very, very powerful if they use it properly. And yes. sometimes it's so easy to just miss some points because they are listening to just the words. They don't, under, they don't listen to the context. Right. And to take that example a little further with what mm-hmm. you said, um, there's a really powerful thing you can do, which is to be curious. Mm-hmm. So I, when they say I can't do my homework, you really want to discover whether it's they can't or they won't do it. Good point. And if, and if they can't, you know, our younger children, our three, four, and five-year-olds, they need to be supported. They, they have no idea that they're running so much energy they can't focus. So that's where you have to be curious mm. and ask questions. Mm. Well, um, what are you feeling like right now? Some of the things that I say is, do you have a, like a thousand butterflies flying around in your stomach? Does it feel like electricity is going up and down your arms? Mm. Is, can you, you know, you want to look everywhere at once and you just have had enough. You prompt them to take a look inside because one of the great skills that we um, can explore while we have this unique opportunity to spend more time with our children, is to help them discover how to have insights about themselves and what they need. Yes, yes. When you have that, your job as a parent, this really rolls back into how to make parents' lives easier. You can be curious, and when you can ask the three magic questions, once they get started telling you, tell me more. Wow. This gets your children, and then you have to put duct tape over your Mm -hmm, mouth mm -hmm. and be willing to really listen. (laughs) And this helps them do some of the heavy lifting and being responsible for kind of looking inside as to, well, what is so for me? What is going on? Mm. But you need to help them Mm. become more able to have those insights about themselves. Wow. And wow. then you can loop back around to setting it up so that their needs get met, which it's worth investing in right now because it will give you dividends in the future that just keep going on and on and on. Because the more that your children can say what it is they need and maybe come up with an agreement with you, that if they can blow off all this energy for a half hour, then they can turn to their homework. And if it's truly successful and you haven't been as a parent, just we're all striving for control right now as parents. Mm. Mm. And control has a lot of different faces. Uh, Mm. You know, it's not just um, that image that we often have or that label we get of control with a stern father saying it's my way or else Mm. control can even look like a mom who is insisting on okay we have all this time together now we get to be best friends Mm. your children are not prepared for that kind of control either to be constantly, you know, feeling pressure to suddenly I need to be mom's best friend. And we have to bake together all afternoon, <laughs> or do this or that. 
that's another face of control. So mm. we as parents are grasping for that control. Mm. So if we can mm. get our attention back on our kids and what their needs are, as well as turn inward to ourselves and find out what we need right now. Mm. Mm. Like I need a hot bath mm. and an hour alone right? <laughs> it will recharge my batteries parents need to be able to start to share in in simple effect and appropriate ways about mm-hmm. their needs mm. that they have because our children they are resilient they are bright they actually have been tracking us for years their survival depends on it they know mm-hmm. when we're in a mood yep. and they can appreciate that we need to get our needs met correct yeah actually it's, in a big way it is it's so interesting because when you talk about that you're talking about um, the purpose of doing what you do, especially as parents. Uh, parents usually when when life kicks in uh, rather than doing what is important for now and the future, they kind of just uh, respond. They just react to the thing that's happening right now. And when they react, usually it's like, what's the best thing for now? It has no benefits for the future, but it's all about now. And that control and the language and the way they respond all in, reacts to that. And I'm, I'm a big believer of this. Um, in education, if there's an educator out there, the educator's objective is nothing to do with the test today. It's more of what this test gives this person when they are an adult. I'm a big believer that every mommy and daddy out there, the true purpose of why they're putting so much love for their children to guide them and educate them, it's not for today. It's for the day that mommy and daddy is no longer alive, when he's no longer there. No one there is to protect them but for the child itself. And, and in a big way, to, we have a choice. We can either choose to prepare them for tomorrow or yes. we can choose to control them to be good to us today. And, and <laughs> that, that's a very big distinction because a lot of times it's like if we forget about that, we tend to have the habit of just going and do what is convenient for us right now. And we tend to control in a different way. We have to talk in a different way. We expect different things. And, and you're straight away going into it's like, number one, let's talk about the needs. Needs of not just about the child, but also yourself. It's so important. Uh, and, and because if you're not in the right state, if you're not in the right state of mind, uh, you're not going to be doing a good job and you're not doing anyone a favor. And that's so important. And I think that's why it's so important, right, to get exposure. You see, um, if you're not good in math, you go to a math class. If you're not good in art, you can go to an art class. But you're not good in parenting, there is not the normal idea of like going to a parenting class. Like in the States, yes, people understand that the community is so important. The people you work with is so important. But in Asia, it's a slightly different mentality. It's like whatever matters at home, uh, whether it's their own relationship with their spouse or with their children, it's supposed to be kept within the confines of their homes. And because of that, that culture, that mindset, uh, they rarely go out and source for help or even ask for help from people like yourself and and it becomes a limitation and i being an asian myself i'm, I'm going to be saying something very, very important it's like um take away that ego take away that idea and always think about like how can you take care of yourself because if you can take care of yourself you can take care of your family and i'm a big uh, advocate of like continuously learning and exposing um and this is the reality when your child is born it doesn't come in a manual and because it doesn't come in a manual, there is no one way to work with your kids. 
especially That's if you have right. a few kids. Um, not everyone is exactly the same. It's like, yeah, oh, my elder one was like this when it was three years old. Why is this not doing it? And that false expectation, uh, is, it doesn't do you justice. So it's very important to rather than just work as a parent based on your idea and more of listening, being able to really listen to the need and the wants of the child and work with them on that. It's like, tell me more script. Tell me more words. It's so powerful because you cannot read people's mind, especially your child's. <laughs> so it's so powerful <laughs> to get them to communicate. And when you, when you keep asking your child in a very sincere way and allowing them to start sharing, like you mentioned, it develops this ability for them to learn to take the awareness of what is happening to them and put it into words and to be able to trust someone to share it with. And I think yeah. all this, all this are, is what builds the foundation of someone that can trust themselves, trust people, be able to articulate what they feel and be able to manage the emotions and how they work in life. Would you agree? I, I would definitely agree. But I will say this too, during these times, mm -hmm. um, parents are doing the best they can mm -hmm. in the moment mm -hmm. and the best looks different every day. Mm. And I really say this um, from a very full-hearted place. Parents in the States, parents all around the world, what's happening with their intimate families inside the four walls of their home, nobody knows what goes on in there. And mm. every parent has an impulse mm. to try to keep it confined. Mm. And... Every parent has a need to put on their the oxygen mask mm. for their inner child mm. Mm. before putting the oxygen mask on their child. Yeah. Because they may be feeling pressures from the children's grandparents, mm. their own parents. They are in a place in life between, you know, uh, their own parents and parenting their own children. And they can at times feel overwhelmed and not resourceful because they don't get that moment where they can take a breath and choose how they're going to respond and simply react. Mm -hmm. So let's have some compassion. I'm really, if there's anything that I could give parents out there in Malaysia, as a gift, I would ask, it's really tough. I'm, this is a challenge for me as a parent even, is to have some compassion for yourself. To forgive yourself for what's taken place, all the past right up until this present moment, because your point of most power in mm. having an influence on your children is right now. Mm, mm, mm. So allow yourself to kind of just surrender to this is the way it is right now. And um, each of your children are unique. One child might need a ton of structure in their days or they spin out. Another child might need uh, every day to kind of create a structure for how they're going to spend their day. They might be a more artistic type and they might be a more heart-centered type and they kind of are a fluid and the day just kind of flows. Mm. Whereas you might have a child who loves having, you know, the week completely 
scheduled and booked and so that all their future plans they know what's ahead mm. they don't have to have they don't have to guess at what's going to happen next that's mm. really reassuring and calms and soothes them and they can feel seen by their parents mm. whereas the other child feels calm and seen and soothed by being able to have a more um, spontaneous emerging schedule every day mm. Right? Mm. Mm. so there's a lot going on within every family home mm. and parents just have to feel like right now, put on your white lab coats. We're all <laughs> becoming researchers and scientists and discovering who is this child of mine and, and, and how do they need to be communicated with mm. such that they find it more irresistible Mm. to be more cooperative and responsible. Mm. How do I find a way in myself as a parent to not default into, you know, coercion or manipulation or bribing? Mm. Now, a certain amount of um, coercion and manipulation and bribing because of our unusual circumstances, <laughs> I have been giving parents a hall pass, you know, <laughs> if your teenager is on the screen uh, for hours at a time, the screen is the safest place for he or she to be right now. Mm. So allow for a little more screen time. If they're staying up later, and using their digital and electronic devices to connect with their friends. Mm -hmm. Peers for teens are everything, and it really helps them get grounded mm -hmm. and feel a little more resilient to you know, roll into the next day. Mm -hmm. So if they're spending more screen time and their bedtime was like usually the curfew's 1030, and, you, and they're up till, you know, Midnight, mm. don't lose sleep over it. Everybody, every human being is adjusting mm. and discovering what is the routine that is going to support me day after day. And it all requires tweaking. This is why mm. I'm really encouraging parents every day to have a short family meeting at the end of the day. And what the meeting is about is... What didn't work today? Mm. And um, tomorrow, who's got an idea for how it might go better? Mm. Any suggestions? And please, please, parents, I encourage you to let the kids speak first. <laughs> they will feel like they have a voice at the table. Let them lead, encourage them. Because mm. whatever comes out of this little family meeting, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you really don't want to come up with tackling a whole list of problems. You just want to find one thing from that day that didn't work that is simple and mm -hmm. that you as parents already know you might be able to say yes to or resolve mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because what's really important is that everybody experiences that they have a win in that family meeting. Mm, mm. I think that's something that's very powerful. And I, you know, I'm a big believer of that. Um, a lot of mummies and daddies will be worried about one thing, the very first meeting. And on the very first meeting, because they are afraid that suddenly the child's going to ask for something rebunctiously difficult for them. And 
they will they predict that they might end up rather than resolving it together as a family and having win-wins all around they will end up being like no this is my idea da, 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 da. How, how would you say like how would you guide them on that very first meeting because chances are the child will be very excited to share something crazy and the parents will be quite shocked and it's like how do i manage this how would you do go for that <laughs> i love that you asked do you know that everyone family meetings the way that everybody first thinks of them when those two words pop into our heads everybody dreads them parents mm. and kids alike mm. oh no <laughs> parents for exactly what you said kids because they think they're going to have to suffer and endure them and get through the meeting and mm. it, they're just going to be told what they have to do yeah correct right they're not going to mm-hmm. have any experience mm-hmm. of really being listened to respectfully or mm-hmm. feel like it's safe to communicate assertively so here's the deal in this first family meeting that's why it's so important to pick something that is like falling off the log easy, mm, where mm. parents don't feel threatened and like they're <laughs> going to lose control, where kids aren't already feeling resigned and like they'll never say yes to that. So pick something easy. Pick something that might be a when factor, like some homework before dinner, some homework afterward instead of homework all at once in one long session. Mm, it's mm. an example of something that as a parent, I would jump on that and mm. say, let's work on that. Mm, mm. Because it's so important to have a win initially. And here's what, you, here's what everyone gets invited to do when you sit down and let's go with that example. Everybody is heard from, well, what do you need? And let's say this child, this rambunctious 12-year-old boy needs, um, you know, I just, I can't do it. He might be saying, I can't do homework. I just can't do my homework. Mm. Well, this is where being curious comes into play. Mm. Well, why do you feel you can't? Mm. Is it that you really don't know what the homework uh, instructions are? No, I know what that is. I just can't. I'm just too like, you know, I need a break. I need a break. So you won't do it now. What if we broke it apart? Do you see the flavor? Do you have the feel of how this can go? Mm. And everybody gets to have suggestions. When you're, your children will test you when oh, you first sure. start the yeah, family they will. meeting they at will. the end of the day. So they're going to say all the outrageous and ridiculous things that they can imagine. Well, here's how, what I would like. I'd like to have no homework. Why do mm. homework? We're not going to be in school for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Let's just forget about homework altogether, right? Mm-hmm. You listen to that with respect as mm. a parent. And you say, well, I got that that's what you would love in an ideal world, but that's not a possibility. What we're looking for right now is do you have any suggestions for how we can make what is for you now a chore doing your homework? What ideas do you have to make it more appealing or having you feel like you're more able to follow through and complete it? Mm-hmm. Right? You get the flavor of that. And That's everybody gets to make all kinds of suggestions right now. And especially the kids, again, with ridiculous suggestions, but keep steering it back to oh, what really is at stake here and what's needed and wanted for mm. you know tomorrow. Mm, mm. There, is some, there is some urgency 
and mm. me being able to keep a minimum level of upsets and breakdowns and problems and challenges from emerging every day so they don't overwhelm, you know, the whole family, right? That is so true. So you've got to stay with it and everybody gets to continue to make suggestions and then you have to be, not have to be, uh, the opportunity as parents is to be listening for where's the win-win? Where's the, I can say yes to that. And your child is truly having experience. I can say yes to that. Mm. You go back and forth, back and forth until you can find that place where you can both say yes. Mm. And then immediately write down the agreement mm. and have them say, okay, now what did you hear is the agreement. Have them say it back to you. And if we're talking about a 12-year-old, mm. then they can probably tell you what your part of the agreement is too. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> right? Yes. And it's important to give them the opportunity to speak. Mm. That allows you to presence for everyone the certainty that there's going to be some mutual benefit because our children will relax and they mm. will be able to be much more responsible and cooperative if they have a sense, a mm. feeling that whatever the issue is, it's getting worked on, it's getting resolved, it's getting solved. Mm. If not immediately, at mm. least it's being worked on, will be resolved soon. Mm. When that experience, they will show up and mm. own that agreement. It'll, they'll make it theirs. They'll be much more on for actually making it happen. You're right. Because when the child and parents agree, like both of them, like they are the ones that set it for themselves and they make the agreement. It makes it work. That's why when I work with students, one of the things is um, I ask them, like, how would you like to plan this? It's like for me, when I plan, I would like, I need, I'm the type of person that I need to have fun first and then I would like to play. Or are you the type of person that like, you, you must finish your work first, then you feel better playing? Then once they got that sorted, it's like once that first question is answered, the next one is, okay, how can we plan it to suit you? And how can I support you with this plan? And then they start doing it. And, and the funny thing is, if I were to plan it for them, they will never follow. But if, because they are the ones that put it in, they have a higher tendency of actually following through. And even if they did miss it, they will be the one that is feeling responsible to be like, oh, okay, I, I, it's my bad. I did not pay attention to this. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix this they will actually want to step up to do better as well. And, and that's so powerful because um, you, you, gave, you gave a perfect example because so many parents out there, when, 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 when friends or families like, you know, share with them, hey, you know what, you, know, you could get knowledge, you can get resources and all that. And the number one answer that they gave to be resistant, <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, Sorry, good that's idea. my phone going off. I, oh, I, I thought I gave a good point. That's why I got points for it. It's like, Good point. Well, uh, that's so. what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> Thank you. See, you're very sharp with being mindful of all this. I love that. Now, uh, coming back to the point, I was saying that um, things that hold parents back sometimes is they, they, there's this thing in the media that shows like uh, being, uh, how you say, effective with your kids is to be positive. And, and they blew it way overboard to the point is like positive means whatever your child says yes is a yes there is no and or is a bad word it's like whatever your child says is, is a, it's a goal and people misunderstood the listening and actually processing that to the point of just accepting whatever the child says now 
I love what you just mentioned because what you just demonstrated and shared with us is the reality that we need to listen because we're interested to understand and then to help guide the young person to be able to process it, to utilize it in real life. And, and, and in other words, a young soul, a young child may have the intellectual part, but not the maturity part yet. And it takes a yes. role model. It takes someone that they need to not just understand, but be able to live with, to process it, a life part. And an adult is not just about giving you the food, giving you the house over your head, but also being able to, be, uh, to show you the steps to take in real life. And the ability to listen, really, f- really fully listen, and then go through it back and forth, back and forth, going in the direction of actually getting an end result that makes you feel happy and makes me feel happy. And together, we can actually get somewhere productive. And I think that journey, all those little journeys that you do right now really shapes the difference between uh, a potentially successful individual in the future and not so successful person in the future. And I'm very, I'm very happy that you get to actually share that because so many times people misunderstand listening to just accepting everything. Oh, yeah. No, you know, um, uh, it takes patience and perseverance. But over Mm. time, in a couple of months, if you start to work with your children in family meetings to create successful workable agreements and Mm. by workable agreements, they have to be agreeable. Yes. For parents and kids alike. Mm. And it's not and they have to be practical. This Mm. is not some idealistic a great idea that never gets acted upon because who as a parent hasn't had the idea that they've come up with an agreement with their kids Mm -hmm. that was really uh, masquerading as the kids just gave in and are going Mm. along with it. Mm. And how long did that agreement last? How successful is that agreement? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it blew up almost before it got written down. Correct, right? correct. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can practice uh, really the art and the science of creating successful workable agreements, what happens over time mm. is your kids realize that you are not going to be a top-down autocrat, mm. but you're also not going to be, um, you know, uh, uh, hands-off, a permissive yielder, just mm. say yes to everything. Mm. Your kids will discover that you are being a parent mm. who is showing up for them in mm. terms of giving them the life skills that mm. are needed, especially our future life skills. We have no idea what the future holds for our children in terms of the nature, the ever-changing nature of the world. Correct. uh, Of migrations, Mm. of uh, jobs, and uh, the changing nature of uh, careers. Lifestyles and everything, yeah. And climate change. Mm. So our children, you are gifting them by enabling them and empowering them to be ever more resilient and flexible, great mm-hmm. listeners mm-hmm. and uh, terrific communicators and, and the leaders mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. our future, for our tomorrows. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's so important because um, a lot of mummies and daddies, they, they really look forward to the future. And at the same time, for this child's perspective, um, the future is too far away. Their main focus is now. And, and so, so that's why that mismatch sometimes makes things difficult. 
Um, but you know what? It's, it's okay because that's why you get to communicate with them. You get to share with them. Um, a lot of parents, they feel like uh, they need to lecture their children. Sometimes it's not necessary. The child would really love to know what you are thinking as well. So being able to share with them really your deep thoughts is like, hey, you know, uh, little girl, I, I would love uh, to actually spend this time with you. And the reason why is because I see that, you know, you're so creative. I, I can only imagine that you use this creativity and, you know, help the world. Wouldn't you like to help the world too? And, and explore. And it's like, uh, at the same time, that's, I think, where the barrier is from the level of would they start giving the child a chance to explore or are they going to be dictated to follow what mommy and daddy wants? Right. Because I think that's the gray line that a lot of parents are afraid of because they would love to share with their child, but they are also afraid of like, will they be dictating what the child should be doing? Or are they really giving the child the empowerment to really explore? Yes. How, how, would, you, how would you guide them from that? Um, you will know from how your child will respond to you. Our children are perfect responders to us. <laughs> and they are great BS detectors. Mm, mm, they know us better sometimes than we know ourselves. We don't like it, mm. but it is the truth. Mm. And uh, so they are tracking all the time. Are we walking our talk? Are we doing mm. what we say we're doing? Mm. So it behooves us to continue to return to the stance of curiosity with ourselves even mm. and our inner child and have insights about is this about me or is this about my child? Mm. So that you're once again creating that mutually respectful atmosphere mm. in which everyone's needs and sometimes wants are being considered mm. and uh, shared about, you're modeling sharing about those needs and wants and communicating in a way that creates an environment that leads to coming up with agreements where there's the experience of things being mutually beneficial. Mm, mm. And you will know that you as a parent are not, uh, you know, that you're genuinely empowering your child and you're not laying something on them. Mm, mm. That is so and this, this takes patience and persistence. Mm. It's persistence. It's an investment up front. Yeah. But, as I said earlier, the dividends, the payoff is extraordinary. And sometimes I hear parents uh, say, I don't have time to be mindful. Mm. I don't have time to be curious. I don't have time to have these conversations. Yep. And I just want to say that I, I, I challenge parents. I challenge <laughs> them about that. Because think about the amount of time you spend handling breakdowns and upsets and challenges and trying to solve problems without a structure, without a way of communicating with one another. Mm. Think about the hours of your lives you've all invested and not gotten the results you've desired. And how it made you feel too. And how, and of course, <laughs> bad feelings, getting in the grip of those negatively charged feelings, being hijacked by that, and maybe a, a, you know, an unpleasant mood settling around the house, the atmosphere for days. Mm. Think about the cost of all that. Mm. 
it is worth taking some time up front. That is so powerful. You know, this reminds me of a particular story that I have uh, worked with a family. And um, what happened is on my side, um, I run courses where I teach kids how to cheat in exams. Um, <laughs> but I, I teach them how, not how to copy the answers, but how to understand information that they study. And at the same time, I also run uh, small pockets of classes and courses for mummies and daddies as well. Um, because I'm a big believer that mummies and daddies are the children's best teacher. And how they manage them at home dictates everything. Because in Harvard, they've done studies that it's not about how wealthy you are or how much time you spend your kids. It's how you use it with good quality. How do you actually work together? And, and when, when a family works together and overcome obstacles together, that is, that is the winning formula. And what happened is um, uh, most of the time at the end of the program, the children is motivated to kind of, they want to they wanna ace their exams, no matter how bad it was before, they want to get it done and sorted. And they are excited to see me after the program, not so much their parents. And, and, and when I follow up with them, it's like, they're like, yeah, I want to do it. Okay, come on, coach, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, I'm, I got my homework done. They're like, okay, great. But um, my goal is not, to, not for you to keep seeing me every day. I, I would rather you work with your family because that's the objective. The reason why I made all this is so that they had this bonding session to work over something. And um, when I chat with the parents, um, and I hear something quite interesting because when I ask the parents, like, hey, um, are you having the chance to kind of like work with your kids? Oh, no, I'm too busy. Oh, no, there's no time. Oh, they're already asleep when I got back, blah, 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 blah. And which I understand. And then when I ask the child, it's like the, the one thing is like, hey, do you have the chance to work with your, your parents? It's like maybe you can look at a timetable that suits you and mommy and daddy. And their number one answer is mommy don't have time. Daddy don't have time. Then I ask them these questions like, um, do you think they can make time? Maybe they don't realize the time that they can fit in. Maybe when? Uh, when they stop playing their phones or when they stop being, uh, or, or when they stop chatting with someone. So, so in, in other words, it's like, like you mentioned, children are great BS detectors. They can see how you walk your talk. It's like, you say you want me to do well, but are you playing your part? And they can sense that. And to the point that um, because if parents say one thing, but don't do it, the, 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 the trust that the child has is like, you, you don't take this seriously. And a lot of times when I talk to parents, exactly like what you mentioned, your choice. Do you want to work now where everything's neutral or do you want to wait till the time where things are falling off, things are very messy and you start using a lot of angry energy to scold your child and blame here and do this and do that. You're going to use the time anyways. You're going to be working anyways. The question is, which level do you want? And um, I, I was actually talking to one of the parents because I showed the parents like, look at your child's work. Look at, you, you always said that they never do their homework. They did it themselves. No one prompted them. All they did is they, they, they made it happen. And that was awesome. And, 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 and then after that, I asked the parents, like, what's, what's your, what is the reason that you feel you're, you're avoiding this? Because I can feel that you want to help your child. I can, I can sense that you want to do whatever it takes. That's why you're paying me to do it with you. The, the question is, like, what is stopping you from being that mommy and daddy that you always wanted? And um, nine out of ten is they are scared that they will mess it up. They're afraid that, you know, they might not say the right things. They might do the right things. They might lose their temper. And, you know, anything that's good becomes bad. And, and like you mentioned, there is nothing that's perfect here. And we're always adapting. And um, I shared that with them. And I gave them the materials like, hey, just do me one thing. They are doing this. Whenever you see that they're doing something that's awesome, just say it to them. Just share it with them. Let them know how you feel. 
And when, when they ask you a question, try to listen first. Try and process it. If you don't understand, keep asking them. Say, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Can you share with me more? It's like, give yourself a little sense of curiosity. Become a child with them. Uh, and, 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 and to the point, it's like, maybe share some wisdom when you fully understand. And uh, when, you, when, you, when you see them, when the child's eyes light up with, with, with joy, give them a high five and, you know, support them. Do whatever you can. And just spend 30 minutes. 30 minutes is all I ask. And um, the mom and dad experimented. Uh, two weeks later, they actually call and say, coach, you know what? Um, I think I can run the classes already. Uh, you, don't need to, you don't need to come over anymore. I, I can settle uh, it. And to me, that was, I was so happy because one of my biggest joy is to have families not need us anymore. Because when mummies and daddies do not need to depend on anyone else to help with their family and to help with their kids, I feel that's the biggest joy because that means they're able to kind of like uh, utilize the knowledge that they have to get the results that they want. And to really be more powerful mummies and daddies. Because one of my biggest uh, beliefs is mummies and daddies are like the key to the child's success. How, how well they work with the kids, how well they show maturity is, is going to be a role model that will shape their child as well. And like you mentioned, the patience that they come with it, it's not easy, but it's well worth the dividends in the future. That's why um, I would like to ask you for a very important tip. What would you say to the mummies and daddies out there that especially during this uh, lockdown period, what would be your secret tip or your secret strategy to help mummies and daddies calm down, to not lose their head and murder everyone at home so that, you know, because I believe when they're when they in a good place, when they're in a good state of mind, they can pursue and make amazing things happen. So would you mind sharing your secret strategy of how you get yourself calm and so loving and caring that you're able to really share that love with the family? Ah, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a wonderful friend, Dr. Ivan Meisner, said to me once that, um, you know, we're all striving to try to achieve uh, this thing called balance. Mm-hmm. And do you... Um, you know, Chinese acrobats, when they're spinning all those plates on those long, tall sticks and the plates are wobbling and they're about to crash yes. and they're rushing back and forth from stick to stick, trying to keep all these plates, you know, spinning perfectly at once. Yeah. That is the image that always occurs to me when we are striving to get some kind of balance. Mm. The truth is, is that every day, we all rock different areas of our life in different ways, or we slip up and we, you know, mess up. Like I was a great wife this week. You know, I really rocked it in my relationship with my husband. We had some great conversations. The communication was stellar and I got this wonderful result. With my kids this week, not so great. It was kind of shaky, right? So, the true secret mm. to creating some more inner peace and calm and feeling like you can draw on that very strong place in you mm. is mm. to speak harmony, not mm. balance. And what I be, mean by harmony is real simple. Mm. It's be where you are. Be here now. 
If you are saying that you are going to play with your kids, they're asking you to spend some time playing with them. Mm -hmm. If you be fully present and you're not thinking about work, you're not doing what I call time traveling. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking about, I've got to get that report in. So tonight that means this, this, and this. While you are supposedly playing with your kids, your kids Mm -hmm. will feel that you have checked out. And yep. you have just time traveled. Yep. So instead of always spending time feeling like a divided self, mm. allow yourself to surrender to, I'm going to play for 15 minutes here and now with my kids. I'm going to fill up mm. their buckets of a, a need for attention. Mm. Nothing else is going to grab me. And when you're working and you are doing a report, set your kids up to know, I've got a deadline tomorrow. This report has got to be in and I've got to work on it now. Mm. Can everybody get behind me and support me in getting this done Mm. so that I am freed up tomorrow to be able to play again like we did perhaps you know, maybe there's a time in a par- in the parents' day that really works. I know some very busy, successful parents who had huge jobs that tended to get their children up a half an hour earlier in the morning so they could have playtime. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and they, you know, talked about different kinds of breakfast foods. And they did it one month. They did all these different breakfast foods from around the world. Now they had help. Somebody that could help them do this setup. But that became a place for them to bond. Mm. And it laid down incredible tracks. There was a longitudinal, long-term study done Mm. that having family dinners Mm. actually raised, I think it like raised kids' IQ points by Mm. 30 points. So these breakfast playtimes that they had where they were breaking literally bread together and sharing and practicing the art of conversation Mm. were profound. So I'm looping back around Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. it is not about balance, trying to achieve that elusive balance in our Mm. lives as parents. It is about finding harmony as parents Mm. and being where we are at. Mm. Be here I am now with my family at dinner. I'm going to be here now. Mm. That's a very powerful uh, message, I would say, because so many times people are finding the magical elixir, the magic wand, the magic strategy. And the, it's not a very profound thing. It's, it's a very deep thing, which is being present. Having that five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and really be there for them, with them, makes all the difference. It's more of the quality than just the quantity. And that's really powerful. Mm. So in other words, especially during now, during the lockdown period, um, a, good, maybe a, a good practice can be of the whole 24 hours that you have within the day, definitely you need your own time. You need time for work. They need time for their own studies, so on and so forth. Pick a particular set of time that you can be present for them. It's a committed time that you allow yourself to be fully present with them and to allow your child to be present with you. And even that dinner period, it's such a magical thing. A lot of people um, 
take the dinner period to be for granted, take it for granted to the point that they, it lost its magic where it's an opportunity to really be there, to really communicate, to really share, literally almost like a family meeting <laughs> while we break bread. It's a great opportunity because um, rather than taking the chance, because a lot of times like when, when people are rushing, they, like you mentioned, juggling here and there, the objective is to get it done. It's not about the quality. It's just about getting it ticked off the to-do list. But when you say you're being present, it's not about the time. It's about the, the joy of doing it. And, and that's really powerful. Because I think if you love doing something at that moment of time, that really burns into your memory, into your psyche. And it doesn't just affect you as mommy and daddy. It also affects the child as well. And so many of times um, when, when, when we do counseling, a lot of children, they have deep memories of either very positive things or very negative things. So yes. these kind of moments will definitely develop more positive things in their memory, in, in, in their life. And the more of these memories, the more they will shape themselves of what do they want to focus on as well. That's really powerful. Wow, Jill. It's so worth cool. remembering. Oh, I, I don't want to cut you off. Let's, no, no, no. let's actually give that the space and time it deserves. Mm. So it is about balance. Mm. If you make it about that, then you're constantly time traveling in life. You're divided. Your whole self is not anywhere in one place moment in time mm. and it's elusive you will never find you'll be it's an illusion to be reaching for that perfect balance yeah but harmony is achievable mm. Mm. by any one of us there's nothing in particular you have to do but it's definitely available to you it's mm. in the background of our lives and we can reach for that mm. Family meetings, I just have to put in a word for family meetings. Family meetings, uh, you know, are not that dreaded meeting. It's not always about correction or problem solving or uh, meeting challenges. Mm -hmm. I've seen parents have family meetings at dinner time where they're having a family meeting about, wow, what are we going to do for your birthday? Mm. During this time, yeah, with the coronavirus, mm. what is it that you're that given? What so? What do you need? What do you want? You can have a whole family meeting about how we're going to do dinner, or our vacation had to be canceled. Mm. What can mm. we do in place of the vacation to take the sting? out of not being able to do the vacation. Because believe you me, our children right now are grieving the loss of the structure that mm, mm. served them. Mm. They're um, grieving the loss of privileges and freedoms. Mm. And uh, they're also uh, grieving the loss of, of, of certainty. So they mm -hmm. have a lot of feelings that they... Um, some of them are going to be more in touch with mm. and others less. Yes. So they have a lot of feelings that are uh, stirred up right now. Correct. Correct. So really help them feel more secure mm -hmm. and have a sense of safety if they can have some say-so over what is controllable mm. in their immediate lives. Mm, mm, well, family, mm. I mean, not for just the children, but for us parents too. 
<laughs> so but true. The power that we have is we still have say so about how we're going to choose to respond to the circumstances. Mm. We don't have control over the circumstances, but we yep. get to have a say so about how we're going to choose to respond and Correct. control that for our children. Yes, that's that's the magic formula there because how you respond is everything. Um, the event, the situation, no one can control that, but you have full power of how you choose to respond to it. That's so powerful. And I think I think right now, um, as parents are listening to what we are sharing today, um, I believe there will be a few action steps that they can de- definitely start taking. Number one is to be able to be really present to really be interested on listening to their child and, ask, and using these three important words. Tell me more. <laughs> Those are the three magic words. <laughs> so powerful. It's like, it's like a lot of people, they think, I love you, but tell me more. Uh, the I love you is like, I'm just telling you, but it doesn't necessarily mean it that way. But if you say, tell me more, you're sh- really showing that you're open to listen to them. And so that's powerful. And something that's very important is like, how do we make the pockets of time be more valuable, to be more present, to be more there. And I think one of the most powerful ones there is the reality of having that family meeting. The family meeting is not just about just meeting down and seeing what's going to happen. It's having the chance to be present and to have opportunities for everyone to have a win-win in any situation. That is really powerful. I think that is super good, um, especially now when they're facing each other for so much. And like you mentioned, um, everyone has a little sense of grief because they are losing certain things that they are not accustomed to and it's a readjustment. It's being modifying their life to suit what's happening right now. And the, a lot of people don't like uncertainty. You, the only type of uncertainty people want is when they're uncertain that there's going to be a present and they want to be surprised. Uh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Human beings, we have a very little tolerance usually for uncertainty. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, so true not happy in that place <laughs> <laughs> so so with that I, you know if, if i could i would love to keep you in for hours and hours because there's so much knowledge that i want to take i want to share with you get you to share with the people around and but this thing um it's quite late where you are at and i want you to actually have uh time so before we leave today's conversation would you have um, maybe one or two words of wisdom that you like to part off be- before saying goodbye to the audience. Absolutely. And I should let you know also yes. that um, uh, we are going to be, I'm so committed to parents mm. being successful yeah. with workable agreements, mm. successful workable agreements and having family meetings yep. that I am, um, ho- I am going to be having a live ask me anything oh. about family meetings and workable agreements events mm-hmm. on zoom. Mm. Um, we have an exceptional parenting Facebook page and the link to the zoom call. And I may do several depending upon how much appetite parents have for this. Perfect, perfect. But the link to the zoom call will be posted on our exceptional parenting Facebook page. Mm. So that is a resource for parents. I am just committed during this time Good. for parents not being abandoned. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, what we'll do is we'll play our part. We'll put, we'll put the links in the video as well in the podcast as well so they can just click and straight away head over to your direction and actually be able to see 
how they can actually get in contact with you for the Zoom call and also the resources that is already provided because you're so nice to be able to prepare it for them. I think I can do a little bit more by just getting them to send them your way. Oh, terrific. And on the Exceptional um, Parenting Facebook page, mm-hmm. we'll also be having posts that are kind of related to family agree- to um, family meetings and workable agreements. Mm. So that will be additional resources for them. Great. So they can go there, like the page, share it, because we would like to help as many parents as we can. Right? I agree. Big, that, that's a big thing. And you know what? For all of you guys watching... Um, I know it's been a lot of things that we've been sharing today. It's so excited. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, 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 I'm very excited. And, and the, the thing is, if you like what you've been seeing today, remember to like and share it to as many mummies and daddies out there because if it helped you, it'll definitely be able to help them as well because um, parenting is not an easy task. It's not an easy job. And if this set of knowledge can help reduce the stress and improve the situation, it will only be good to share with them. And at the same time, if you have any uh, questions and you want to communicate directly with Jill or with the team, I will actually create, put a link at the link below that will give you access directly to their webpage as well as their Facebook page. Like Jill mentioned, uh, the Zoom links are over there. The resources are over there. I, I've seen some of the amazing quotes. It's funny and also very helpful. And I love those things. And I'm going to put it down in the link below. Now, if you have not already subscribed, remember to subscribe to the channel. So every time we have new videos, just like this one, uh, we'll, you'll be definitely updated and you can actually watch it when you're ready. At the same time, I would love to get the chance to interview Jill another time for, uh, for another round. Um, Jill, would you be up for that? Oh, Webster, uh, that's music to my ears. (laughs) I so appreciate this opportunity and what you are providing for parents in terms of resources. And I would love to have uh, do an interview series with you to really break this down so that Mm. parents can feel supported. Yes. Yes. In these practices because Mm. of uh, the times we live in and there's an opportunity like never before by simply literally having more time with our children to put Mm. some of these great uh, structured family systems in place. So, yeah, I'd love to. I would love to, because I think I think what you share is really powerful because you really come from a perspective if it's, it's not just uh, ideas, but actually usable ideas, usable strategies that, that people can just straight away take and utilize. And the benefits of practicing what you're sharing, way, 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 way awesome. <laughs> I love it. And, and you know what? If you guys have any uh, suggestions of the topics that you guys would like us to explore, uh, any um, things that you are concerned about that maybe me or Jill can share or help you, just put it down in the comment section below. We'll go through them. And maybe that will be the topic that we'll focus on for the next video. What do you think, Jill? I, I think that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love to find out what are parents current challenges right now i'm Mm. totally behind that webster Mm. Mm. because we want to hear from we want to hear from you really Mm. it's a heartfelt um request so that we can do the best possible job right correct serving you parents in your current situations Mm. and for that i want to say thank you jill thank you everyone for watching today and you know what i look forward to an amazing round another amazing week and jill thank you so much for being with us today um all the way in the united states i really really appreciate it and thank you so much for your wisdom and such amazing positive energy this particular day um i look forward to the next round and for the mummies and daddies out there 
make sure you take care of yourself, all right? Because when you're taking care of, your family will be taken care of as well. So looking forward to see you guys in the future. Take care, stay awesome, and bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs>